everybody. I'm Lauren. I'm Bree. And welcome to Imaginary Library. Do you want me to start? I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, so today, <laughs> today we are talking about the Carnival series by Stephanie Garber. Um, it's a three-part trilogy starting with Carnival. Uh, then it's legendary, then finale. For whatever reason, I thought it was switched for a second. Because le- legendary that, had to get That finale wasn't at the end. <laughs> Listen! <laughs> it took me so long to get through legendary. It really and truly did. Like, Carnival, yeah. like, one night. I'm like, alright. And then legendary, I was re- I read the first, like, three chapters, and, like, I messaged Lauren. I'm like, alright. Yeah. I don't like this. There was a turn. <laughs> <laughs> it, it took me a minute to get back into it and be like, okay, wait, I like the story. Mm-hmm. That's because she pissed me off in the first book, so I'm like, I really have to go through her perspective? Are you fucking kidding? Okay, let's backtrack and explain <laughs> what we're talking about. Yeah! <laughs> okay, so, the summary from Goodreads for Caraval, the first book, is a legendary competition, a mesmerizing romance... My AC kicking on at the most inopportune <laughs> time. <laughs> they know. Ugh. A mesmerizing romance. An unbreakable bond between two sisters. Scarlet Dragna has never left the tiny island where she and her sister Tella live with their powerful and cruel father. Now Scarlet's father has arranged a marriage for her, and Scarlet thinks her dreams of seeing Caraval... The faraway once-year performance, where the audience participates in the show, are over. But this year, Scarlet's long-dreamt-of invitation finally arrives. With the help of a mysterious sailor, Tella whisks Scarlet away to the show. Only as soon as they arrive, Tella is kidnapped by Caraval's mastermind organizer, Legend. It turns out that this season's Caraval revolves around Tella, and whoever finds her first is the winner. Scarlet has been told that everything that happens during Carval is only an elaborate performance. Nevertheless, she becomes enmeshed in a game of love, heartbreak, and magic. And whether Carval is real or not, Scarlet must find Tella before the five nights of the game are over, or a dangerous domino effect of consequences will be set off, and her beloved sister will disappear forever. Welcome, welcome to Carval. Beware of getting swept too far away. Damn, Goodreads. That was a good summary. Yeah, damn, Goodreads. Dang, Goobery's coming Dang in clutch, what? <laughs> <laughs> Every time we see, like, a really good, like, one-star review, just like, damn, Goodreads! Damn! <laughs> in stark contrast to the first episode, we're recording this later at night, so... Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> vastly different vibe already. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're, we're awake, we're wired, we're ready to go. Ready? ready to go. We weddy. We weddy. We're weddy and willing to read some books. <laughs> oh man, that target audience we were trying to get to last Ooh. episode about to get narrower. Is that the words right? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Continuing Whoa. to find our target audience. Oh man. Okay, so what do we want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about the world of Caraval? Yeah, Question, do we want to go book by book, or just do we want to do, like, overall? Just one whole story. Uh, I think we'll go a little bit book by book, just for, like, the, the general plot first, and then we can go back and do it overall. Mm-hmm. 
okay, we're still so sh- learning here. Yeah. <laughs> how we're gonna do this? We're like, how do we podcast? <laughs> it's just me hyperventilating. <laughs> I know. Part of me was about to like prep a like five paragraph essay for this, and I'm like, if this is not college. Calm down. <laughs> this is a podcast. We're winging it, and we're being entertaining while we do it. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. They'll be the judge of that, not exactly. us. <laughs> Our target audience. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so let's go. You know what? Let's do plot. We'll start with Carval. So, yeah, the first book of Carval follows Scarlet's POV. And just as a point this is probably gonna get spoily for spoilery from here on out so if you no, like, like really spoily. bitch <laughs> <laughs> they getting sass today it's great <laughs> the viewers are quickly gonna learn that lauren is the voice of reason and i'm the annoying little sister despite me being older than lauren yes that's yeah 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 (laughs) at any point you could have disputed it (laughs) at any point yeah i didn't didn't feel like it (laughs) (laughs) okay plot of caraval yes so this is gonna get spoilery so if you really really want to read the books go read them then come back because we're talking spoilers so the first episode follows Scarlet Pete. I love how you said episode. I say no, no, no. I'm saying it because I, I did episode. the exact same. I did. Fucking I thing. did. <laughs> See, but, but I do the exact same thing. Not like because <laughs> the way I read, I see it as a movie. And yeah. so, like, I'll tell my friends, I'm like, oh yeah, in this episode, no chapter, fuck. Like, I just, <laughs> I literally do it all the time. And just seeing you do that, I'm like, I mm-hmm. do the same thing. Oh man, book. This is a book podcast. <laughs> the first book <laughs> follows Scarlet's POV as her sister is seemingly kidnapped into Caraval and becomes the focus of this. And Scarlet has to unwillingly play the game in order to try and find her sister, um, who is seemingly a prisoner in all of this. But um, she enlists the help of Julian, who is the mysterious sailor that helped them escape from their father's island in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, Things get a little... Will steam me between those two. Mm-hmm. 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 Probably should have like written this more beforehand. It's fine. We we winging <laughs> this bitch. We winging it. Um, there's a lot more magic and things not being what they seem than Scarlet could have anticipated. Um, though Scarlet herself is a bit magic because. We find out very quickly that she can see emotions in colors, mm-hmm. which was probably one of my favorite parts of the book, just overall. Anyway, um, she's desperately trying to find clues throughout all of Carnival. I I cannot summarize this book. I'm sorry. We may need to cut so this. So we're basically <laughs> no, it's okay. So Julian is helping uh, Scarlet trying to find Tella, and through all of this, we meet multiple different characters. That are that work for Legend and work for Caraval. Um, there's a few people. So there, there's um, 
the is she a jester at the very beginning? Yes. Um. Oh, geez. Uh, Joven. Joven. That's what it Joven. was. Um. There's also Aiko, who is the historian and takes down everything that happens in Caraval in drawings. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, Dante who. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I got excited anyway. Dante, who dresses all in black and has tattoos covering his body. That's my type. I know. <laughs> um, there's Count Nicholas. Uh, what was it? oh Darcy or Darcy? Darcy. Darcy. My bad. Yes. It shows how much I like Nicholas. Yeah. Uh, who is the man that Scarlet has been betrothed to marry, even though she has never met him. But she agreed to the marriage just to escape their abusive father. Which, I get it, and I don't get it. Get yeah. and don't get it at the same time. Get it, like, don't get it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do, but maybe not that. Yeah. We could do a, <laughs> uh, we could do a few things, but just not that. Yeah. So, as we go along, we're swept into this world of magic and very strange happenings and impossible things that even the book itself can't explain sometimes because mm-hmm. plot holes are a thing but they're very pretty plot holes <laughs> <laughs> i love that very pretty plot holes <laughs> the main point of this first book is scarlet really trying to figure out what's real what's not real how the game works and who the hell legend the master of carval is and at the end of the first book we don't still don't know it's no, still a mystery Mm-hmm. We don't. Um, eventually, along the way, she falls for Julian. Mm-hmm. My boy. <laughs> yeah, that's your boy. That's my boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the problematic ones. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> not to say Julian's not problematic sometimes, but... Mm-hmm. But if um, we had to pick between the two... Mm-hmm. She falls for Julian along the way. And then a wrench gets thrown into that when her father and her fiancé show up on the island of Fercaraval mm-hmm. um, and try to drag her back. But they're able to skirt past them enough. And then they finally come to the last clue. Um, Scarlet gets through the portal to find her sister. Only to find out that Julian has been a player the whole time. But he still says that he did have feelings for Scarlet. And legend. You know. Air quotes. Air quotes. Air quotes. Air quotes. Air quotes. uh, Kills Julian in front of her. For saying that he loves her. Um, But then he takes her to see her sister. And. Then. Her father and the fiance show up, mm-hmm. and legend says that he brought them, um, that he invited them to the aisle to take them back, because he wants revenge on the family because long ago he was in love with their grandmother. Legend's kind of immortal. Yeah, <laughs> Which, yeah. By the way, <laughs> really we, quick, we are we suck at summarizing, <laughs> and I really should have written this beforehand. It's We're, okay. It's a learning process. Absolutely. But Tella says that there's no way she's getting dragged back. She'd rather die 
Then we drag back, and she throws herself off the balcony and mm-hmm. dies. And Scarlet, who has technically won Caraval by finding her sister, goes down and she begs over her sister's body, wishes that her sister would come back to life. Later, she realizes, or she's sitting alone, sobbing in a room, and her sister walks in. And it turns out that she did win Carval, she did get the wish. She did wish her sister back to life. And this was all a plot from the very beginning, because Tella had been working with Legend in a very elaborate, kind of stupid scheme. <laughs> oh, no, no. A hundred percent. I fucking hate I, I, Tella. I have, I have big feelings about this book. Um, <laughs> there's a very, I have a very love-hate relationship with this series. I will go and say right off the bat. Absolutely. But she's been colluding with Legend from the beginning to get this elaborate scheme to get them away from their father and do it in a way that their father would not come looking for them afterward, which involved Tella dying, which, as a point of order, she actually did die. Mm-hmm. And... The wish had to bring her back to life. That this whole thing <laughs> circled on the fact that Scarlet had to wish her back to life. Which yeah. I mean, not that she wouldn't, because she's a sister, but you know, because they're again, pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Well, okay. Some sisters aren't fun. Some sisters aren't mm-hmm. close. Yeah. But it like all centered around the hope that like, hey, I hope you bring her back. Because what if? What if? Like, Scarlet was just done with Tella's shit, because Tella has always been, like, this kind of wild child, like, sleeping with every- not sleeping, but, like, kind of, like, you know, mm-hmm. going everywhere and all that stuff, and just, like, Scarlet constantly having to cover for Tella. Yeah, because she, like, she was the older sister. She constantly protected her sister, and in doing so, kind of spoiled her from everything. Exactly! So what if Scarlet was just done with their shit? There would be no <laughs> other books! She's just like, nah, you did this whole elaborate scheme? Sheen. Bye! <laughs> but, yeah, she finds out that Tella actually did die, but all the other players that she saw die, including Julian, kind of did and did not. Because at the end of Caraval, when the magic's over, they come back to life. Yeah, because they those are because there's a difference between the players and the actual like people who run Caraval. Even though some of the players pose as like players, so, like some of the actual like um, members of Caraval are actually like pretending to be players. Case in point, Julian. I I really can't fucking stand Tella. I really couldn't like <laughs> this whole elaborate scheme. I'm like, you could have just ran away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is my main part with the problem with the first book's plot is that. I mean, you can you feel it alongside Scarlet as you're reading it. As I was just rereading it, I was like knowing what the ending was, it, like freaked me out so much more. Cuz it's just panic-inducing knowing that they're putting her through all of this trauma and stress and just assuming that she'll be fine with it because it's just a game. You know, yeah. she won't take any of it seriously and it's like but- it's still her sister. Her sister has gone missing who she has protected every day for her whole life. And also, she falls in love with this boy and then has him murdered in front of her. Like, the amount of trauma that she gets put through in this book and then everyone just expects her to be fine and okay with it in the end is astonishing. Yeah. 
And especially because she was looking forward to Carval, like, basically almost all of her life. And then she had, like, these fantasies about going to Carval and wanting to go to Carval before her and Nicholas get married. And just watching something, watching her go through something that, like, she dreamt about mm-hmm. turning into a fucking nightmare, that's terrifying! She Absolutely! Just, like, the one thing that she wanted to do growing up, she's actually doing it, and it turns, it's like when you, like, meet your idols, you know? Where, like, you hype them up, and then you go there, and they're fucking assholes. That's mm-hmm. exactly what happened to her! Absolutely. Like, it just shows how much she cared about her sister and how much she was not she how much she did take it seriously that she did not enjoy it at all even though that's something she had literally been dreaming of her entire life exactly but yeah that's pretty much the plot um we've talked a little bit about the conflict the romance what do we think about Jillian and uh Scarlett in this i loved it <laughs> it was very much a like it was sort of enemies to lovers in the beginning. It's we- It's a weird thing to think about because when you go back to the end of the book, you have to go back and look at it through the lens of the game. Because yeah. through most of the book, you don't know that Julian's a player. You think that this is all real, what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then you go back in the end and you kind of got to see it through the fact that he was acting in some places and not acting in others. And um, it's, it's, it's a very interesting dynamic, but... yeah. Overall, I just think that they they do do a good job at, here and there. You can see where it's the real him slipping out and not the actor. Exactly. And it's those moments that like make the book, I think. Mm-hmm. Especially when... Because um, you don't pay for anything with money in Carval. You pay for it in like... Wishes or secrets memories. Secrets or memories. Like strange, intangible, tangible things. And... Scarlet gets tricked into paying for a dress with two days of her life, mm-hmm. which happened instantly. So she's basically dying, and he decides to take half of the punishment with her and dies with her. <laughs> it was so cute. And then, like, because he, like, carried her up to the room, and I'm just like, oh, my God. It this was, was the sweetest thing of ever. I think it was because, like, it's not enemies to lovers. It was like, uh, it's like, Alexa, play Olivia Rodrigo's betray, uh, uh, traitor. <laughs> like, it was one of those, like, I'm supposed to betray you, but I couldn't romances. Mm-hmm. And I have a little bit of a gripe with that type of romance because, like, sometimes, like, I'm supposed to betray you, but I fell in love with you, but they still did really shitty things along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, Julian, he didn't, the book did a very good job. At, like not crossing that line because like to write a I'm supposed to betray you but I ended up falling in love with you mm-hmm. storyline is very tricky like enemies to lovers pretty plain and simple you hate each other now you love each other like it's with that sort of plot line it's so hard to do sometimes because you'll see a book where it's like I was supposed to betray you and I just like absolutely like ran the girl through the water or ran the guy through the water and yeah. just so <laughs> this book did a very good job at that to where like you can still like as you said he's a uh, player in the game mm-hmm. but you see those moments where he slips in and is just like no 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 I want to take a day of her life I want to take the punishment with her because he didn't have to do that yeah, he could have no. just let her do it but he didn't he he 
never strings her along in like the fun acting side of himself. He never does that. It's it's only those moments where you can he doesn't act any kind of romance toward her. He doesn't like do like the extreme flirtation or anything to try and get her to fall in love with him. Exactly. He he very clearly tried to set those kind of boundaries. Like he he did flirt. He did yeah. flirt. And but not in a way that like was trying to get her to fall in love with him in just like a I'm going to be a thorn in your side kind of way. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. exactly. But very very well done the actual romance was only ever when he was kind of slipping the way through and at that point when he did start to fall for her it was more he tried to protect her from everything and not do anything that would hurt her exactly and he was very careful to do that and that's where i think that it works and isn't a, doesn't turn into a severely problematic relationship yes exactly um, we talked conflict, we talked about the plot. What about the resolution? How do you think the book did ending everything? <sighs> and this is for book one. We'll get to the other books in a mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. Overall for book one, um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the romance resolved itself. And I like how it they were able to flip from the the kind of dizzying sense of like I don't know what's real and what's not real to being able to fully explain everything in a yeah. point where suddenly everything did make sense. Yeah, like it felt pulling like pulling the veil away yeah, from Yeah, it's like you just saw the show but now you're like backstage watching all the actors and actresses take off their makeup. Yeah. And in that way that does the ending does help the rest of the book, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I still think that the whole contrived scheme was stupid as hell. Yeah. It feels like the book does try and make you feel like, oh, it's okay, this is fine. Like, No, it's not but fine. But it's not. It's not. And that's that's my main problem. I'm like, it's really messed up. And to a certain extent, they address that about like how legend does like to play with people's feelings and play the villain and that sort of thing. Yeah. But overall, I do feel like it is just played off as it was just a game too much. Yeah, no, I didn't... Ah. That's why I fucking couldn't stand Tella. Like, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> I'll get into the second book. Yeah. But, um... <clears throat> yeah, no, I have to agree. Overall, like, I liked how... The book didn't wrap up in a very nice... It wrapped up in a nice bow, but you can still see the stuff on the inside, if that makes sense. That's a really shitty analogy. I probably... That's probably stupid. But, mm -hmm. um... It wrapped up the show. It wrapped up Caraval, so you get to explain everything... And then you get to at least see, now that the veil is lifted, you get to see what was an illusion and what was not. And mm -hmm. so, running into her father and Nicholas, we saw that she was finally able to get away. Well, m now I'm blending books. Because at the end of that book, he's like, because they, they were done, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Sorry. Books are blending! Anyway, um, I just felt like it was... Yeah, it was wrapped up in a nice bow, but the package was see-through, if that makes sense. That's the best way I can, like, kind of picture yeah. it. Yeah. It's a really weird book to try and analyze plot-wise because of that. Okay. Do we want to move on to the next book, then? Yeah. Book two, Legendary, which does follow Tella's POV, which <laughs> it's rough to start with. 
because you just come from Scarlet's POV. Mm-hmm. And Tella looks like the most selfish, immature brat ever. <laughs> Where's the lie? I legitimately, I said it in the beginning of this episode, but I legit, like, I read, I got the three books at the exact same time because when I, I, I know I'm going to blow through a book, so I'm like, I need to have them right back to back because mm-hmm. it'll take me a good four or five hours to finish a book. I was messaging Lauren the whole time during Carnival. I'm like, all right, this is great. I don't know what exactly I said to you, but when I was reading the first three chapters of uh, Legendary, I remember yelling at Lauren. I'm like, you mean to tell me this second book's from fucking Tellus POV? (laughs) And I kid you not, I left the book alone for like two weeks. She did. I couldn't couldn't do it. I was just like, this fucking pretentious bitch. No. I know. I really had to like force myself through those first sheet pages because like. Chapters. Chapters. First I meant chapters. chapters. I meant chapters. I'm sleepy. But <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's rough. But once you do get into the book, I do think it is probably one of the best books in the trilogy. Because it really expands on the lore of the world and you mm-hmm. kinda get to see Caraval without the wool over your eyes. Yeah, that's you get fair. To see it as it goes. Um So book two um, Scarlet and Tella are now traveling with the Caraval troop, and they are headed to the capital city of what is it called? The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the capital city of Valenda, of the Meridian Empire, um, to do a performance for the Empress, um, for a holiday, and it's... It's a big deal because this is, like, the closest that two Carvals have ever been. Um, it's almost like they needed to fit two into the book series, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they're traveling along to participate in this next Carval. But Tella has an ulterior motive because she, when she was very young, she saw a a deck of tarot cards that her mother had and kept hidden away from the girls. And their mother had run out, like, disappeared um, a long time ago. And they hadn't seen her since. Um, well, Tella, being the spoiled <laughs> little kid spoiled. she is... Spoiled! <laughs> anyway, I have strong feelings about Tella. I know you do. Um, she stole one of the cards. Um, and this card ended up being able to tell the future by the image on the card. Um, And so she would just see little glimpses of the future every time she looked at the card throughout her life. Well, before the last card of all, she saw an image of her mother. So um, she wants legend to help her find her mother, or at least give information on her mother. And legend agreed basically on the condition that she if she could figure out legend's name true name legend's true identity then he would uh help her find her mother Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like the underlying driving force of the second book um so they get to the capital city there's a weird mix-up with the rooms at the palace and Tella's not on the guest list for some reason. Mm-hmm. 
So Dante, who's also one of the players, um, decides... Y'all can't see it. I'm gushing. She's like (laughs) swaying back and forth. (sighs) Love of my life. Anyway. He manages to trick them into thinking that she is the uh, fiancé of the heir to the throne. (laughs) Yeah. So she gets put up in, like, the golden tower, and, you know, she gets pampered the works. And there's a ball that night to open Caraval, and there she comes face-to-face with the heir to the Empire, uh, Jax. He's so good! I love Jax so much! (laughs) So controversial! But I loved him. Anyway, continue Mm -hmm. with the recap, my bad. So Tella, who is starting to get some feelings for Dante... Decides to make Dante jealous by really playing it up with Jax. And um, Jax ends up kissing her. At which point she realizes that he is actually one of the fates. Which are the 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 characters, sort of, presented on the tarot deck that her mother had had. Um, which they're like... Kind of like gods or like greater deities I think yeah they're like mythological beings um and Jax is the prince of hearts whose kisses can kill unless the girl is his his one true love Mm -hmm. um Tella doesn't die though but she does feel her heart slowed down and I think she begins to bleed from her nose at that point or whatever yeah and um I forgot what the deal that Jax made with her was. Uh he wanted to know the uh identity of Legend. Yeah, he also wanted to know Legend's identity and said that if she could tell him, then he would make sure that she did not Didn't die. die. Yeah. Remove the curse on her mm-hmm. heart, basically. So from then on, Tella joins this game because she needs to win, because the prize this year is the person gets to come face to face with legend. Convenient. Convenient. Really. I mean, it's like both of these were set up for specific people to win. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she's she ends up making her way through um the different clues of Caraval. Um along the way she ends up running into more of the fates who she learns were actually bound into an enchanted tarot deck. And Mm -hmm. that's why they weren't around for so many years. And she realizes it was the deck that her mother had. Um, Paloma was her name. Yeah. Um, But somehow that deck has started releasing some of the fates. Mm -hmm. So she ends up running into them along the way and has some scrapes. Um, they're all pretty pissed at her mom. <laughs> they're all very pissed at her mom. And even more so pissed at Legend. Mm-hmm. Very pissed at Legend. Because it turns out that um, Legend's power come from the Fates. That the witch who bound the Fates took the powers from the Fates and gave some of them to Legend. So, the Fates want to kill Legend so that they can have all of their power back. Legend wants to destroy the tarot deck so that the fates cannot come back. So, 
real two contentious forces going here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tella also finds out that her mother, Paloma, was a famous thief, rogue, yeah. something like that. Something um, like that. Called Paradise the Lost, which, rad name. For yeah. <laughs> rad nice. adventuring name. Nice. <laughs> a battle between the fates and legend. Mm-hmm. And one 17-year-old girl to finish them off. <laughs> but that's how her mom got her hands on the tarot deck to begin with. Um, and along the way, Tella really starts to fall for Dante. Mm-hmm. Though she also still, on the side, has some, like... Feelings for Jax. Some love-hate feelings for Jax as well. Which I really enjoyed, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I know you did. I did... <laughs> After I got the over the hate of Tella, I actually really enjoyed the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, no, the second one is really good because it really does expand on that lore of the fates and the magic of the world and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of the book, she finds out that her um, her mother had locked away the fates tarot deck in a vault, and the price to open that vault was the life of her youngest child her second child aka mm-hmm. Tella aka Tella yeah mm-hmm. and she freaks out and Dante promises her that he's gonna find a way out of this and they confess their love to each other <laughs> and it's very beautiful it's very beautiful and then the next day she finds out that he did make a promise to them and he comes out with a brand on his wrist that, but he managed to get the deck um i get a little fuzzy on how this one ended with uh she ends up winning the caraval mm-hmm. and comes face to face with legend but she <gasps> refuses to open her eyes because she doesn't want to believe what she already knows which is that dante is legend i died i know we're gonna talk about it we're still talking about the plot but i swear to god like when i was reading that moment of her just closing her eyes and like when you hear the footsteps and like she was describing like the presence that she already feels and stuff i'm like no fucking way it's him it's him it's him and like just the fact that he's just like open your eyes i'm like "Ah!" oh my god (laughs) absolute chills fucking Mm -hmm. love dante or now legend that was a very beautiful scene i loved it dude but she doesn't want to give the deck to Jax because she knows they'll they'll get released and they'll destroy Legend, who is Dante and who she loves. But she also doesn't want to give the deck to Legend because she found out that her missing mother is bound in the deck. And she doesn't want her mother to be destroyed if Legend destroys the deck. So she, using the magic that she learned along the way, takes her mother's place in the deck. And... Dante, who loves her too, or legend, he instead unbinds everyone from the deck and lets them all loose so that he can have Tella back alive. But the book basically ends with the realization that Dante had, or legend, I gotta stop. (laughs) Two names. I hate when characters have two names and I don't know what to call them. Legend, um, chose the, uh, capital city for the next Caraval. Not just to honor the Empress, but also because the the Queen's child had gone missing or something years before. Or Empress's child had gone missing years before. And there was a, a lost heir 
That's why Jax was the chosen heir, not like <laughs> that's why a fate could be the the heir of anyway. Whew. I'm so tired. <laughs> but legend basically once the empress died put himself up as the missing heir and assumed control of the kingdom. Mhm. Mm Which like what a power play. I know, huge power play cuz now he's he's also a legend. He's a he's immortal and now going to rule over this entire fucking country. Mhm. Mm so I like I said I I did enjoy the book once you could get past Tella because I I I did love Dante and Tella's romance. Yeah. That one definitely felt more like a it was not definitely on enemies to lovers. And that one definitely That one was just like pure sexual tension. Exactly. <laughs> like that's what thing. it was. I'm like, what it was is two it? people who are very used to like using and discarding members of the opposite sex, fun finally finding the one person that they're like Maybe I don't want to discard them. Yeah. Maybe I want to keep this one. I still get chills on the very last, because the very last line of the book is when uh, Tella looks at Scarlet and says, I think I'm in love with Legend. And it just, the book ends. That's the last line of the book. Mm -hmm. And I was just so fucking powerful, because I'm just like, dude, Tella's same. Because <laughs> uh, I really liked her and Dante. And then learning that Legend, this all-powerful, like, like, immortal being, run who ran this car evolve for years and years before i mean he started caraval at the point where he was in love with his with their grandmother yeah and so just to get to the point where like seeing him find something in a mortal which was tella someone who challenged him because mm -hmm. like because they conspired together to do the first caraval and then just the continuous games that he wanted to play with her he found love in that game that they played with each other from book one and in book two. So I'm just like, ah, oh, this is so good. So, so good. Yeah, they're very much like a perfect kind of messed up match. Yeah. <laughs> like jigsaw puzzles. Mm-hmm. And I also, like I said, I love the whole concept of the fates and the aesthetic of it, because I feel like that's one thing that the book does, these books do really well, is the, like, very interesting style of, like, fantasy, fantasy mm -hmm. aesthetic. Because tarot cards are fun. Like, I, I really enjoy tarot cards and, like, reading fates and stuff. So the way that uh, Stephanie Garber was able to incorporate, like, certain cards to be certain fates and what they mean and who these characters are, like Jax, um, was really, really well done. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. it. It was very creative and beautiful, especially because, like, during this whole holiday, like, it's one that everyone would dress up as different fates, so it was, like, mm -hmm. masquerade through different parts. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Love masquerade shit. That's my shit. I think the last thing to talk about is just the resolution. How do we think the, the ending of Legendary did? Like, how did they wrap this one up in a little bow? Because, um, like I said, I really felt, like, the very last line of the book being Tella saying, I think I'm in love with Legend. Mwah! chef's kiss is mm -hmm. like i just went on that rant but just how far even tella grew because i hated this bitch when yeah. i first read the book but just seeing her watching her growth from chapter one to chapter whatever at the very end actually i really like probably one of my favorite character growths because it was natural mm -hmm. and it she was, was. She was maturing as she was learning, which we love to see it. We love to see a character grow. 
naturally, which was great. Yeah, her her character growth was probably the best driving force of the book, I think. I I love Legend's decision to release the fates just so he could get her back. Mm-hmm. And that kind of big leap for his character, even though it wasn't enough, as we see with the mm-hmm. end of the book, because he makes another power play and still is kind of... Still wanting the power. He still he, is... He still wants the power, which is the thing. Of mm-hmm. It's like the whole conflict of how he began in the first place was he could either have love or he could have power, and he chose power. And... He's, he's kind of just doomed to never have Love because both. he wants the power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, he he's doomed to choose one. Him, it, he, like, made that choice. Is, it's like a step, but it's not the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, I did like how this one ended. Mm-hmm. And then there's finale. Yep. I have problems with this one. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one is so much easier to sum up because the plot gets real thin, y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, this one... This one drags out. This This one drags. Legend has set himself up as the heir to the realm. And Tella has been avoiding him because pretty much- He avoided her. Because he avoided her. He chose power over staying with her. Um, But he visits her in her dreams to try and win her back. Um, This one takes- uses both POVs of Scarlet and Tella um, switching back and forth. So, um, Scarlet and Tella have gotten an apartment (laughs) in the city Mm -hmm. and are watching over their mother who has been in a coma ever since she came out of the deck. Scarlet has found out that the Count, who was in the game, the fiancé that she originally had in the first book, um, that was an actor and the real guy is still out there. So, because that was another lie that Julian had told her, and she's getting real sick of all the lies Julian's telling her, she kind of puts him on hold and decides to give this other random dude a chance for some reason. Yep. (laughs) That was one of the gripes. (laughs) Yep. Like, she, like, the one thing that she hated that Julian was playing games with her, and she makes a game for Mm -hmm. her to be like, all right, who wants my love? This Nicholas? Or do you want, do you want a Julian? And Julian, of course... Oh, he's hot. But the mm-hmm. player as ever, he wants to play the game too, because all he yeah. also like he won't admit it, but he also enjoys the game as well. Mm-hmm. But it's just contrived and unnecessary, and it made me mad. <laughs> but that's that was that's Scarlet's subplot at the beginning. But while she's off doing that, their mother wakes up from the coma and runs away. Yep. <laughs> and. Tella chases after her, manages to catch up with her, and her mother basically says, like, you guys are in danger if I'm around, all the fates are out, like, I can't be around you guys, I have stuff I need to do, and takes off, and Tella follows her and sees her meet with one of the fates, uh, who is Gavriel, the fallen star Mm -hmm. card, um, and apparently, Scarlet's father. Yeah. Because it turns out that Scarlet and Teller are technically only half-sisters. Paloma's their mother, but Scarlet's father was one of the fates. Mm-hmm. Which is why she can see 
emotions in Through color. Um, she has that power because she's a daughter of one of the fates. Um, but she sees her mother meet up with this guy and she tries to he's angry at her for locking him in the way of the deck but she tries to like seduce him back and like be like hey it's okay I'm here like we can be together again Rip. and he kills her <laughs> as soon as they get their mother back mm -hmm. she is murdered mm -hmm. instantly and Tella's ready to go and hunt this guy down but Jax comes and intercepts her and says hey no you can't. You don't want to go up against a fate, like yeah. Which I really appreciated Jacks doing, cause like that goes back to I love Jacks by the way. <coughs> mm -hmm. It goes back to like uh, him like not wanting to admit that that's the one hit that tell us the one true love, but like he's there still has to be like a little ground of like he does care for her. He did not want her to go up against uh, the fallen star yeah. and die. So like just, anyway, continue. Yeah. Sorry. Because it is revealed that he that she is actually technically his one true love, and that's why she didn't die in the beginning. So, like, he does fully care for her, because she's like fated to be with him. But as the whole point of these books, fate is not necessarily how it goes. Exactly. So the main plot of this book is now there's one big bad, which is the fallen star, and he ends up kidnapping Scarlet. And trying to bring her back into the fold and swing her over to his side. I'm I'm real fuzzy on this one. I didn't get to read as much of it. <laughs> no, you're fine. So, so Scarlet basically was kidnapped by the Fallen Star and he's just like, Hey, you can control people. Like not only can you see emotions, but you can control someone's emotions. So I need you to control this person's emotions to do my bidding, or else you die. A plus parenting. Father of the year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so he's doing that. Tella's trying to save Scarlet, and so is Julian. And um, the way to stop him was for Legend to... Because he needed to... The one thing that Legend had was struggling with this book is, does he want the power, or does he want um, Tella? In which one of the main things that, like... I still kind of really loved about Tella and uh, Legend's relationship was that they both came to terms with the fact that, like, if he does... Because he wants to turn her immortal. So he was just like, do you want <laughs> to turn her immortal? Because if you fall in love with a mortal girl, you'll lose your magic. Mm -hmm. So that's Legend's whole thing, is that he can't allow himself to love Tella because he still craves the power. And so if he falls in love with Tella, a mortal, he's mm -hmm. going to lose his power. So his right of thinking is like, I'll turn her immortal. But two immortals don't love. Mm -hmm. It's it's the gripe of like, he doesn't want to live without her. Like mm -hmm. he made that much clear. And so the whole book is just like, do you want her to be immortal because you love me and want to spend the rest of your life with me? Or do you want me to become immortal because you love me, but you don't want to lose the power? It's yeah. just that back and forth between both of them. And just throw Jax in the middle and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was another gripe is that this book basically just became two love triangles with a very yeah. thin villain in the middle. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. I just remembered when Jax like took away Tella's heartbreak because uh, Legend ended up not choosing her and he like left her, mm -hmm. I guess. I don't remember when, like, 
like, how he left her, but he left her for, like, not dead. Like, Jax had to carry her back to the room, and she used to just, like, take away this pain. It hurts so much, and Jax, you know, kissed her, took away the pain. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like Lauren said, it was just two love triangles. I forgot. How did how did the fallen star die? I don't freaking remember. This is my problem. It, this happens in books, movies, and TV shows. If it's bad, I don't remember it. Like, there's a certain amount of bad that I will remember, but if it's, like, there's forgettable bad. And, unfortunately, the third book in this trilogy kind of runs in that forgettable side for me. Doesn't and Jax I, make a sacrifice for Tella? At the end? Dude, I cannot remember. Bruh, <laughs> and on. I could not find a detailed summary online to save my life. Okay, so, um, the book ended in the most, according to Victoria's Pages, the book ended in the most beautiful way, with Scarlet being the new empress and Tella writing a letter to legend asking him to kidnap her again and take her to a new adventure. Yes, because they find out that, um, Paradise, their mother, actually was the empress's lost child. Yeah, that's right, bruh. So <laughs> Scarlet, as her old, her oldest child, takes the place mm-hmm. as the new heir, and chooses Julian. Cause like, yep. yeah, why would you choose the wet dish rag of a count that's there <laughs> on the side for some reason? Legend does choose mortality. Yeah. In the end, to be with Tella. But doesn't he leave her? Kind of. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 rough. So, yeah, that one kind of fell more in the forgettable side for me. But, like, eh, there's a happy ending, I guess. Happy <laughs> ending to where, like, Scarlet finally resolved, like, oh, does she want Julian or not? And then it left... I like the ending because it left a little bit more mystery of Caraval. Because technically mm-hmm. Caraval ended when he lost the magic. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they can't start a new adventure. So I liked how it ended... And it kind of, like, left it open to be, like, maybe there could be another adventure. That's mm-hmm. why I like books like that. I like books like, like, yeah, I like things left in a nice little bow, but, like, kind of something to allude to keeps the world alive, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Kind of, like, left for us to ponder, like, ooh, does she find legend again? Ooh, does does mm-hmm. he make a new Caraval? What does he do with his mortality? Yeah. In that open-endedness is also the spinoff that she did, which was, is, um... A series that's, that follows Jax and his story after that, which the first book has come out and the second book is coming out this fall. Yes. Yeah. We won't talk about that this episode, though. Nah, nah. That's another episode. We'll do it later. But yeah, what are some of the overall, like, themes themes and stuff from these books that you liked? I think we touched on base on it for a little bit, but I like the idea of, like, because the whole idea about fate is that it's, like, the whole, like, gripe with destiny is, like, is it your destiny or is it is your destiny because you choose it or is it destiny because it is written? And so I like that this series talks about destiny and the fates. And like, oh, this is supposed to happen because it's supposed to happen. But I think you said it. Just because it's fate doesn't mean it's true. Mm-hmm. Which, case in point, Tella and Jax. That, that is his one true love, but that doesn't mean they end up together. And mm-hmm. that's what broke his heart. Um, yeah. which <laughs> I love Jax. Anyway, yeah, the with the fate thing, there's there's a there's a part even in the first book where I think she's talking to the fortune teller or something and he says something about how um it's easier to change your past than your future and she's like what does that mean? And he says um the past 
is still is only mostly set in stone but um your future rarely changes and she's like i don't like the sound of that (laughs) i mean i guess we could talk about it like i like the idea of um i obviously love a good romance so i love the love conquers all sort of thing Mm -hmm. um but whereas like this series just because love conquers all doesn't mean you get you have it all if that makes sense like yeah jack no jacks uh legend he chose love he lost his power but in the end he still won if that makes sense like just because mm-hmm. you don't have everything doesn't mean you lost everything yeah i really like that i love Lo- love conquers all thing i love that trope me too it's it's good shit mm-hmm. it really is you save any quotes from this series that you really yeah, like? yeah where's my quotes hold on how many do you get? I think I have... Give me a minute. I had a few. I got ten. <laughs> okay. So my first quote is... Um, it's from the first book. Every person has the power to change their fate if they are brave enough to fight for what they desire more than anything. Mm. One of my favorite Change quotes. that fate. Change mm-hmm. that fate through love. Exactly, exactly! Exactly what we just said. Exactly. Like, just because it's fate doesn't mean it has to happen. Mm-hmm. Which contradicts fate, but that's the best part of fate, is that you can write your own destiny. Yeah. Um, we'll take turns. You do your next quote, and I'll, I'll go next. I am worried I'm going to take some of your clo- quotes with my mini, though. It's but... okay. Okay, so this is also from um, the first book. Um, Hope is a powerful thing. Some say it's a different breed of magic altogether. Elusive, difficult to hold on to, but not much is needed. Ooh, when was that one? It's it's so it's in the first book. Um, I didn't get the chapter, but I do like that. You don't need much hope. You just need a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's that powerful. I lost my thing. You go next. Okay. <laughs> I've also got some like descriptor quotes. Like she's really good at like the metaphor and the like. One one of the first quotes I really loved about Julian was Julian ran his fingers through his hair, flashing her a look made of lies and other sinful things. Ooh, uh, yes! yes, yes, good shit. <laughs> um, one of my favorite quotes, Legend. I think he has some of my favorite quotes because mm-hmm. I like the idea that Legend he doesn't. His whole thing. What's the quote? Is like I'm a villain even in my own story. It's something super powerful with the fact that, like, he knows, like, just because there's always a lot of, like, misconception, like, oh, just because I'm powerful doesn't mean I'm great. Whereas, like, Legend, he's like, oh, I'm powerful. I know I'm not great. I know I have flaws. I know I'm a villain. Like, I really, really, I really, really like it because there's there's the people who are, like, powerful and they're just like, I'm the best. But (laughs) with uh, Legend, he was just like, yeah, no, I've done things to get to where I need to. I've done things to get this power. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. Mm-hmm. So I really love Legend in that. Another quote about Julian. She imagined loving him would feel like falling in love with darkness. Frightening and consuming and yet utterly beautiful when the stars came out. Oh my god, I know that one's so good. Okay. This one, I only have a few more. Uh, most of my quotes are either from Finale or Carval. I don't really have too many from Legendary. I've got a few from Legendary. Um, but this one... It's really powerful because it also kind of plays into, like, the fates and stuff. Every story has four parts. The beginning, the middle, the almost ending, and the true ending. Unfortunately, not everyone gets a true ending. 
Most people end up part of the story where things are the worst, where the situation feels hopeless, but that is where hope is needed most. Only those who persevere can find their true ending. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love it. Like, just because there's something bad, that doesn't mean that's your fate. Like, mm-hmm. just because you're going through something dark or you don't like this part of the story, that doesn't mean it's the ending. It's Just like because shug- you have to read through Tella's POV doesn't mean that the whole book's <laughs> gonna be bad. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to persevere. <laughs> if you can persevere through Tella's POV... If you get to see the- Dante kiss. <laughs> yes! Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's all my quotes. I, th- okay. I think I have one more. Go ahead. Well, I've got a couple like more descriptive quotes from the first one that I'll go ahead and read. Um, mm-hmm. This was from like her dream about Tella that she had, where it said, This book was the size of a tombstone and the color of dark fairy tales, black ice covered in tarnished gold script. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, whew, that's beautiful. And then here is... When when Julian died, she said, Just one drop of blood had given her a day of Julian's life. It made her ache to think how many days were splattered all over his body. Days he should have lived. That one's an oof. Just kidding. Sorry, a lot of my quotes that I really like are all done by legend. (laughs) Go for it. This is because, this is from Legendary, book two. Um, Every good story needs a villain, but the best villains are the ones you secretly like. Mm-hmm. That's me as a summary. Yeah, I, I know. love me it good- is. It's you. <laughs> me as a person. If you, you like know- them problematic and toxic. Exactly. That's my type. That's my type. <laughs> oh. Okay. I've got a few fr- or a couple from Legendary. Um, gold shimmered no matter what, but few people can make darkness glitter the way he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And her heart was still a little heavy, but she decided carrying it around would only make her stronger. I love that That one's really sweet. That one's really sweet. That one's really cute. Mm -hmm. You got any more? No, I think that's it. Okay, I've got... Oh, just kidding. Last, I lied. I was kind of going through, because some of yours you did have. Um, It's from Jax, from Legend, or Legendary. What's so dangerous about my arms, he murmured. For me, everything. (laughs) Listen, I love Jax very, very much. Justice for Jax. Anyway. Well, I have I have one fun quote about, I think, Legend. It's just, he might have been a liar and a villain, but he made both things look very good. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> it's me. I'm Tella. <laughs> this me. I found me. <laughs> and then I got one last, more serious quote. Okay. Occasionally, there are minutes that get extra seconds. Moments so precious, the universe stretches to make additional room for them. Mm. That one's sad. I know. I don't like that one. Well, I like that one, but that one made me sad. Yeah. So overall, how would you... Let's say, like, how would you rate each book and then uh, the series overall? Okay. Caraval, I would give a solid 7.5 out of 10. And that's not saying, like, 7.5 is not bad at all. 7.5 no. is great. Because... Mm-hmm. We gotta remember, there's still, like, five and below. Um, <coughs> I would say Caraval 7.5, leaning more, it's 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. 
I really liked the whimsicalness of Caraval, and I really liked, I really, I really liked how it was done. I really, really did how everything was whimsical from the dress that she wore to the different characters we met. Um, if I could change one thing about the first book, it would be Toa. <laughs> <laughs> Just at the end, like, you learn that this bitch set this whole thing up for funsies. Just, like, I, I just couldn't get on it. It was that... Yeah. Yeah. I just... Tella pissed me off. Like, the whole time, she... Scarlet went through so much because of Tella. Because of mm -hmm. her love for Tella. And it was just very frustrating. And that's why I couldn't get through the first book for a while. Or the second book for a while. But overall, 7.5, maybe 8 out of 10. What about you? I think I will give it an 8 out of 10 as well. Mm -hmm. um, same reasoning, mostly. I I did love the, um, the aesthetic of the book. I loved the imagination of it, the world building. Um, I loved the game. Um, I wasn't as fond of, like, the trying to piece out what was real and what was not real, because it's really dizzying even as a reader to try and figure that out. Mm -hmm. But, um, I like I said, I think the ending kind of pulls it all together and like yeah. like I said like pulls pulls the wool off of your eyes um but I do dig deduct points for like how dizzying it was at points and then also Tella because <laughs> <laughs> like I said that plan was stupid exactly there are much easier ways you could have gone about that <laughs> mm -hmm. um Book two, Legendary, I think I will give, you know what? I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Same. Because I feel like it was much more established in its format and in the world and expanded on that. Um, a little rough at the beginning with Tella, but she does grow throughout the book. And I think overall, the plot, the romance, the mystery of it all worked really, really well. I literally was going to give it a 9 out of 10, too, <laughs> for the same reasons. Because of, like, I made it no secret. I fucking hated Tella. But just mm -hmm. the, her character growth from chapter 1 to the end was, it felt natural. It felt real. And just her finding her way with Jax, with Dante, now legend, and learning so much about the fates and learning more about her mother and herself along the way was absolutely well done. And then mm -hmm. also, like, along the way, like, even though it was all from Tella's point of view, just seeing Dante, now legend, this immortal being learning to become human again because of Tella, I absolutely loved it. And just the challenging of the fates and, like, the introduction of all the fates with the different tarot cards and stuff. Absolutely mm -hmm. loved it. Absolutely. Nine out of ten. As much shit as I talked about her. Like, I, it was... I ended up loving Tella at the end. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Nine out of ten for me. Okay. Now. Finale. I gotta give you a solid... Hmm. Probably seven out of ten for me only because uh i it felt not dragged out i just i couldn't when we were bouncing between the two sisters that's where you kind of lost me mm -hmm. because 
what Tella was going through, I wanted to focus more on because that felt like more like the game because of the fates and stuff. And then we jumped to Scarlet. It, Scarlet's POV didn't get interesting until she was taken by the Fallen Star. Yeah. Personal opinion. Like, just seeing what kind of game that she was... Because it didn't make sense. Like, Scarlet, why are you trying to make a... You hated the game. That's yeah, the whole reason you wanted... It traumatized the hell out of you. <laughs> That's why you refused to play the second game. And then you go ahead and, like, make your own game Mm-mm. with these two men, like, stringing them along. Like, come on, you're not Tella. You don't do that sort of thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I'm giving it, a like, a 7 out of 10 for that. Because the Scarlet, and I love Scarlet in book 1, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But just Scarlet in book 3 didn't get interesting until she was captured. Yeah. That's basically it. But I liked how it wrapped up the relationship between Tella and Legend. And even led Tella and Jax. And finally... Uh, Scarlet with Julian and taking the throne. Which, that was a really nice ending. It got really muddied in the middle, I'll be honest, but that's why it's a 7 out of 10. It's not a bad book, but just eh. Hmm. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Whoa! Walk me through it. Love triangles, Brianna. Oh, that's right, never mind! <laughs> I hate love triangles. <laughs> I hate them so much, especially when they're unnecessary and pointless. We already had a full book of the Jax and the Dante love triangle, and I was fine with it with the first book, but you dragged it out through the second, and it just got dumb. Then you add on top, dragging this boring-ass nobleman into the mix for Scarlet for no reason whatsoever. And you give that to me as, like, an entire subplot for the first book? And you expect me to like it? No. Absolutely not. Then, the entire driving force of the second book is Tella trying to get her mother back. It drove every big decision she made throughout the game and her final decisions at the end. They get her back for less than five hours. And then she is murdered. (laughs) Instantly, that plot dies. <laughs> Instantly, it was pointless. <laughs> Everything we like fully learned about her and her life was post mortem, <laughs> which is not something you want with the plot you were setting up. Also, the guy who murdered her came out of nowhere and became the big bad of the third book, ignoring all of the other plots we had set up so far. In the first two. Who are you? I don't care. You're just annoying. (laughs) And I just... mm, It made me dislike Scarlet, who was my favorite character. Exactly! And that made me so mad. (laughs) this, This book took everything I loved about the first two and just said, Nah. I wish there was an app to be like, okay, we gave this person this many stars so we can calculate the overall, like, how many stars? Oh, yeah, that's math. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You add them together and divide them by three. Listen. So. I'm an audio engineer. I don't do math. I don't do math. So Breeze overall, 7.5 plus 7 plus 9 divided by, whoops, I messed that up. (laughs) Sorry. Overall. Brie gives the books 
this book series 7.8 stars out of yeah, 10. Yeah, that sounds right. Lauren gives this book series 7 stars out of 10. See? Not bad. Yeah, Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. And that's honestly what I would have given it overall. Overall, yeah, that makes sense. I like mm-hmm. that. We're going to do that now, Lauren. Yeah. Well, we combine. <laughs> so We're learning so many new things about our podcast. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, overall, would I recommend this series? I think so. It's Yeah. It's an interesting read more than anything, and I don't think anyone should let my hatred for the third book put them off. Oh, no, 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 yeah. It's still a good book. It's still a good book, and people have different opinions. Exactly. But, but I think there's enough to balance out the bad. Mm-hmm. Enough good to balance out the bad. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That was fun! That was fun. That was our first, like, like series episode. Learn some things. Definitely we'll be doing things different in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But overall, yeah, I liked that. Me too. Yeah. So, next episode, we're going to be... Next week, we're talking about Dance of Thieves as our book uh, book of the month. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah? Yeah, our, our July book club. So, July book club. So sorry. Yeah. So, if you haven't read it, get on it. It's very good. Um, no spoilers. But <laughs> uh, we will be talking about that one next week. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for joining us. Um, you can catch us on YouTube. I'm going to start uploading episodes there, um, as well, uh, at Imaginary Library on YouTube. Um, follow us on Twitter at ImagineLib, all one word. Um, shoot us a Gmail at ImaginaryLibrarians at gmail.com. Shoot us an email, not Gmail. Wow, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow us separately. Um, I'm on Twitter at Lorelai underscore Lee. And I'm on Twitter uh, underscore Death Omen. Yep. Um, yeah, this was fun. And we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, see you guys. Keep reading. Keep reading.